There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Now, listen, they want me to say hello. Welcome to the James Well Best Bits of Tonight's show, which you can hear every night, Monday to Friday, on Talk Radio from 7 till 10. But I said, wouldn't it be best to call it the worst of whale? So have a listen. See what you think. I think we should talk to Dr. Caroline Johnson, uh, Sleaford and North Highcombe uh, Conservative Party Vice Chair. Caroline, good evening. Hello, good evening. Um, so, uh, can you explain exactly, uh, I don't care as long as we leave the EU, but there we are, uh, just why it's going to be better for us if we uh, get this done with? If we get what done with, sorry? Oh. Um, number 10 has claimed that uh, COVID-19 crisis strengthens the need for the UK to be free of EU regulation after we leave later this year. But I'd like to know why. Um, well, you'd have to ask number 10 their own reasons for why. But from, from my perspective, as, as a Brexiteer, one of the key reasons as we uh, look to um, uh, resurge our economy from the situation that we're currently challenges that we're currently facing will be that having less... Um, need to be weighed down by Brussels regulations and being able to be flexible in the way that we manage our markets will help us to um, recover our economy quickly. It's um, perfect timing, isn't it, really, that yeah, we, but, we got out? Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, I I, I mean having it, been in Parliament for three, week, for three years trying to get us through Brexit, I think <laughs> it, would have, it would have been great if it had happened in March the year before. But, uh, uh, yes, we, 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 we have hmm. got through Brexit, and I think that's great. But I thought that uh, they were talking about the, uh, the, the what, um, what Europe says as far as the, uh, the virus is concerned and uh, rules and regulations. We're not, still, uh, we're not still having to obey those, are we? In, in terms of what rules and regulations? I don't know. Any of their rules and regulations. I mean, everybody says, well, OK, we've, we're, we've basically left. But uh, what kind of regulations do we have to adhere to uh, until we've properly left at the end of this year? Well, first of all, we have properly left. We properly left on the 31st of mm. uh, January this year. We are no longer a member of the European Union, so Brexit is complete in as much as that happens. What we need to look at right. going forward is what is our trading relationship with the EU in the same as what is our trading relationship with the US or with the Trans-Pacific countries or, or, in, or indeed any other country in the world. And so as we look uh, forward, we are looking at how we manage our trade relationship with the EU. And those negotiations are going on as we speak. 
And uh, in the meantime, between now and the end of this year, we have the transition arrangement that we're in the withdrawal agreement, which uh, allows us this period of negotiation as an independent sovereign country. Mm. And does this put us at an advantage no. in negotiations? Does what put us an advantage? The actual... The, we're the, an independent company. Well, no, the crisis as it is. Um, I, don't, I don't think I know the answer to that question. I think the key thing at the moment is to collaborate together with countries around the world to, in research to try and help us uh, solve this challenge which faces all of us in terms of the coronavirus. Um, the trade negotiations, I think, are a separate issue, really. Well, I think the, what, what um, Number 10 is actually saying, Caroline, is this, uh, that the, the COVID crisis has strengthened the need for us to be free of the EU regulations. Now, why has the virus strengthened our need to be free of it? What is, what is being, a, you know, in the position we are now, what is holding us back? Well, again, I said, as I said at the beginning, you know, if you want to know number 10's reasoning for that, you would, you would need to ask number 10. But from my perspective, looking at it, I would uh, suggest that it helps us to be, you know, if we've, we've got a challenge, an economic challenge uh, caused by the coronavirus, caused by the lockdown and the economic fallout from having a lockdown, which is necessary. It's necessary that we have the lockdown to save lives, but undoubtedly it will have an economic impact. And arguably, if we are post the lockdown and trying to resurge our economy, not having um, the weight of other economies around us to try and pull up as well and to be able to, um, as a you know, the government, to, to be able to make its own decisions about what's right for the UK and trying to research the UK's economy and not just um, responding mm. to what is best for the whole of the European and all 27 other countries, but to be able to look at just what's best for us, you know, potentially will help our economy, and certainly I would think would help our economy to grow and recover from the coronavirus challenge more quickly as a, as a, as a sovereign nation than a member of the EU. It's important for both parties to get the, the trade negotiations sorted as quickly as possible so all our economies can get, you know, started again. Well, it's certainly true that, you know, businesses like certainty, don't they? And if the negotiations are complete, then businesses know what, uh, what um, circumstances they'll be trading in, and that's helpful to them. The James Whale Show. Come praise the whale on Talk Radio. Talk to Kate Hardcastle, who's a consumer and retail expert at Insight with Passion. Sounds a bit, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. uh, Kate, good evening. Hello, James. Long time no speak. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. How are you? I'm all right, thank you. I'm all right. I'm, you know, just in the lockdown and doing as we're all doing, trying to stay safe. Yeah. Protect the NHS. Yeah, you sound a bit fed up, it has to be said. I sound fed up. I'm good. I'm absolutely good. I've had a day talking about challenges on the high street, James. Uh, we've seen two fashion brands announced they're going to administration today. And whilst it's understandable because these were brands that were struggling before we had the pandemic and the huge yeah. hit that we've seen on the fashion industry, it's always very sad when you think about <coughs> job losses and, and brands that have just not made it. So it might just be a bit of that. Mm. And I've had to watch everyone else enjoy the outside, but I'm fine. I'm good. I'm great to be speaking to you. What's the new must-have product? I mean, we all had toilet roll a couple of months ago. It was the must-have. What is the latest must-have thing? Did you show off your wealth in toilet roll? Yeah, I had the aloe vera stuff and everything, yeah. You did? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, oh, the cocoa butter and aloe vera, it's up there. It's, yeah. pre it's premium, Fantastic. isn't it? Yeah. Um, I think 
<laughs> that panic buying that we all perhaps presume with somebody else with a trolley full of goods was all of us just buying about 10 to 15 percent extra. And the reason behind that is quite logical. A lot of us go to work and buy meals and food on the way out or the, the lunch at work. And we were buying extra because we knew we were going to be based at home a lot. Um, that's calmed. Grocery stores have returned to some semblance of normality now, although they don't look very normal if you're going into them to shop there. But what we've seen is some really crazy trends in the perhaps non classes as non-essentials. So we've seen kids' mm. uh, homeware, uh, homeware, kids' products, activities, etc. Hair dye, hair clippers, which really worries me. I mean, it's one thing dyeing your hair the wrong way; huh. it's another huh. all uh, altogether. Just mm. you know, off in, in great chunks, isn't it? Um, but yeah, some really interesting trends, trends, gardening, gardening furniture, uh, garden furniture and uh, things like DIY, lots of paint, lots of uh, yeah. cast storage boxes. So people are very much using the time to be productive, also it would seem. Yeah, they are. I mean, that's an annoying thing because where I live, that because there's not many people about where I live, but uh, all you get now are these flipping delivery vans, the sort of white vans, and they race everywhere, uh, obviously dropping off small packets of, uh, of um, medicine, I suppose, and various other things too. There's a big debate, isn't there? And what's essential? What, what is essential? Because if you're buying things like garden furniture, is that really essential? And are you there for perhaps creating reasons for other people to go to work who might not want to go to work. But the flip side of that is mm. the more we spend, because our economy is fueled by consumer spending in the main, then the more we're keeping yeah. the productivity alive. And mm. if all of it's been done at safe distances, there's nothing to say at all that online purchase, purchases can't be made. It's only the essential shopping that's the, the stores, the bricks and mortar stores that can open with the essential guidelines, but the online stuff can be anything you want. And I've been speaking to a couple of courier drivers from safe distances. I've been speaking to some businesses, particularly small ones, and they're so mm. grateful, James. You know, that this is big for them. A local homeware cushion maker has seen her sales go up by 70%, and she didn't know she was going to have a business for a week ah. ago. So, <laughs> you know, I, I kind of see both sides of it. Do you know what I mean? I want everyone to be safe and well, but she's yeah. always loved and had a passion for business and people doing well and always been a massive supporter of our independent businesses, I feel quite excited to hear that because I'm speaking to a lot of businesses that don't have that fortune and they've just had to close the shop and that's it. They don't know when they're, when they're going to be able to reopen. So it's creating opportunities is what you're saying. So maybe if your business isn't too good, you should start thinking of something else. Oh, if your business isn't too good and there's any way you can fragment or take any of it online, I would be doing that. But I would definitely still be talking to my customers I definitely just still looking at ways that I could present my business and what it does uh, at this time because what we know is people are searching, they're online a lot more, they're reading a lot more information. So definitely keep communicating. But you know these are very worrying mm. times. So you can't tell a small business entrepreneur who is in one of those industries we mentioned, maybe someone who puts together the activity kits for kids, to say, well, just stop trading. If, this, if there's an opportunity for them to get a big sales increase, they're going to do that as long as they're safe to do so. The James Whale Show. Come praise the whale on Talk Radio. Our favourite uh, doctor, Dr. Barrett Pantania, who is a senior clinical lecturer at the University of Essex's School. Uh, doctor, good evening to you, sir. Good evening, James. I hope you're well. 
Well, I've been feeling a bit of ill today, but, you know, I think I might have sat in the sun too long yesterday. Anyway, um, now, uh, we have heard from the government today uh, that we are going to continue like this for the next three weeks. We've also heard that the latest um, uh, number of people to die from uh, the virus is 861 compared to, uh, to the day before, which I think is slightly more. How do you think we're going? Um, James, I think this is a large number of people who have died and it really hurts to see these large numbers. Even though this number mm. is coming down, it is still a very large number. And I think the three weeks is the minimum, I would expect. We really need mm. to tone down these expectations that suddenly we will have the end of shutdown and all will be well. Remember, the virus has gone nowhere. It is still there waiting. Yeah. So we can only open shut down when we are confident that the health service now is better equipped, has got better PPE and respirators and testing kits and community monitoring of people, especially in the nursing homes. Have we when got... all those things are, are in place, we could open. Have we got more respirators now? I saw today that we got the ones from McLaren and... Have we got enough now, or how many have we got? I, I hear that more are coming. So at the moment, no, we do not have enough. But I hear it's imminent that once production starts, mm. many will start rolling off the production line. So in three weeks, will, we be able to, will anyone be able to be released? Like builders, maybe you can stay distance apart and they're young. Will, will, will some people be able to go out in three weeks? In my opinion... I'm not convinced that three weeks is a long enough period for this uh, rise in the number mm. of cases to have come down and remained down. Remember, it's coming down, hopefully. We don't know. But I don't want it to just come down. I want it to drop down and remain mm. dropped down. So how much would it have to drop down to? Oh, I would like it to be in, uh, well, the best case scenario would be zero. But I know that's not achievable immediately, but I want it in low figures, you know, 10, maximum 100, that sort of thing. Right. I, you know, otherwise, it, it tells me that the virus in, is in circulation. We restart, people get reinfected, we get another surge. Isn't it, um, isn't it to really keep us uh, with something to hope for rather than saying, oh, well, uh, we don't know when we're going to be able to start uh, letting uh, people go back to normal lives. We won't be able to let them, they did say today, we won't be able to let them all do it at once. We'll have to have gradual relaxation of what's going on. But don't you think they say three weeks, uh, knowing really that there may well have to be another uh, four or five, maybe six weeks, and uh, but just to give people a little bit of hope so that you can say, well, gosh, if I can just do the... I've been here now for five weeks and uh, I tell you, it gets, it does, you get used to it. One day it's absolutely fine, no problem at all. And then the next day you feel lethargic and, and fed up and everything else. So it is difficult. Yes, James, I am with you and I'm with all the listeners, but I want to save every life possible. Yeah. And, and, 
And, you know, when somebody said to me earlier on, minister no less, that people will get bored of being in shutdown, my immediate response was, mm. doesn't matter. I don't want to see them in a coffin. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, that's where I'm coming from. And I think also having that conversation, which is the shutdown is to prevent the surge in number of cases and then to recoup the, the NHS that we have actually failed to. And we're going to make it right this time. And should you fall ill mm -hmm. when the shutdown is lifted, we will be able to look after you better. I mean, I think that, that uh, nurses in particular, maybe a lot of other people within the, the care sector, need to earn more money than they are. Of course, we can remember a few years ago when uh, uh, the nurses were due for, I think it was a 1% pay rise, and some backbench uh, Tories, I think, talked it down or managed to get it stopped, and then when they had, they applauded themselves. Uh, I think they should be made to come and uh, apologise mm. profusely, don't you? I agree, and I also feel, whilst you're at it, recognise the, the the deeds of the past, learn from the past, and also, please, please, mm. this is very important, don't forget the care workers in the nursing and residential homes. They are extremely poorly paid, and because they're extremely poorly paid, they're also a risk of infection, because to make ends meet, they have to come to work because they're on zero-hour contracts. They will yeah. also work in several yeah. homes. So they are a danger. We need to pay them properly. They're looking after our parents, our grandparents. The James Whale Show. Come praise the whale on Talk Radio. You have to listen very carefully for the delay. And yeah. uh, then when I've stopped talking like this... What happens then? Well, we didn't, there was no delay again. here. I there is a delay. Looking at the weeds, I've got so much weeding to do. Oh, I'll do it tomorrow. It's called a glycophate. There's several. It's called what? Glycophate. 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 Oh right, okay. Glycophate. Glyso. Glycophate. Never mind, Ash. Uh, Alex, good evening to you. Are you with the police, madam? Uh, okay, hi, I'm Alex. Alex oh, Dibble was with um, the police. It well, sounded like. <laughs> Alex. Uh, hello, guys. Sorry, sorry about that. You've got your lovely wife with you, haven't you? No, no, she. I'm um, like you, James. I lost her five years ago. So uh, haven't you got um, an, a girlfriend or? Well, I had one, but she was a bit of a nightmare. You were in the original cast of Hair, weren't you? I'm not going to ask you what song you sang. It, it goes, I am a college that, All right, OK, no, no, that's fine, 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 fine. What did you wear? What, in Hair? I wore yeah. a loincloth. Did yeah. you like wearing would, a loincloth? I would, did you, I would did you? not do that now. Not even at home? I can do anything I like. He doesn't wear anything at home. I know, I've been. That was uh, the clips for today, the worst of Whale, or sorry, sorry, the best of James Whale. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed them. Well, I suppose if you didn't enjoy them, you won't be listening, will you? Anyway, I'll be back 7 o'clock until 10, Monday to Friday, on Talk Radio. Have a great day. Thank you for listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. 
If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.